Blog Talk Radio. Just a good old boy. Obama's gonna put you in jail. Never meaning no harm. You guys are all gonna go to jail. It's all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. I'm coming day and night. But we tortured some folks. Hitler had plans. She threw all of your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil! Don't bitch kick him! The ball to see. Holy shit, man! That's the other bill! That's terrorist! Other building? That's terrorist, bro! That's fucking terrorist! Hello, my little trolls, my little sock puppets. We are tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror mask, put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate. Them corporations. You listen to Hate Radio. I'm Hate Sack, and joining us live tonight, as always, is Lebel Droka's finest Chronicle.su affiliate, Kilgore Trout of the Internet Chronicle. Kilgore, what's up? Well, just another day of affiliating with Lebel Droker. Um, constant fear, terror strikes the heartland. Just another day under the corporate overhang. That distended beer belly of corporate America providing a little shade for us little people. And then there was that race war on the streets. Yeah, you know what ruined it was that fucking uh, race shooting. It was a nice shady day under the corporate tree, and then we got this guy in Roanoke, Virginia, shooting people up, shooting up news anchors. What do you think about that? Should he have shot somebody else or nobody at all? Uh, Well, what what am I supposed to say? I don't know. He seems like a pretty good old boy. He used to be a gigolo. Yeah, that's true. But he shot I mean, those people. Well, and that's right. he was like facing some, you know, some hardships and trying to stand up for himself with the EEOC. But then he shot those people. It's like, what the fuck, man? You're not helping anybody out. Who's that helping? Shooting? Yeah, shooting the people. Well, he's helping himself, kill himself. That's uh, it's not really helping anybody else, but he's uh, kind of, you know, it was, um, you know, how people do their murder suicides, and sometimes they get this big uh, inflated. They have to, ch- their life has to somehow change the world before they can leave, and and a lot of those types will fall into the Cho Sung Hui, Dylan Klebold type, right? You know what I don't like about this, uh, 
and you're right. Yeah, that's right. But here's what I don't like about that is because sure as shit, uh, the, the very next thing I saw in the news today was uh, I heard about this, you know, and then I watched the news about 12 hours later. And there's some fucking asshole journalist on there saying this changes everything. And the like, Rona, the I, shooting in Rona, yeah. you know, Glenn Beck said that this was the, uh, uh, you know, ushered in the apocalypse. This is like the event that we should look at as creating the end times, you know. Is this, uh, is this neo-reactionary? No, Glenn Beck is a motherfucking, uh, God knows what he is. He's a, he's some kind of a pseudo intellectual. Now, hold on just a uh, second. How can you? How can you even place a guy like Bill Glenbeck? Obviously, he's towards the right and towards fear of difference, right? He hates Dude. the Slow down. immigrants and shit. Hold on a second. You realize you're talking about the author of The Overton Window, right? Exactly. And I read a chapter of that book and one of during one of my Soda Shack reviews. I read it out loud. That's right. It was a work of genius. <laughs> and you're going to tell well, me... Well, your reading, your reading was... <laughs> Really did it. You're gonna it work justice, I don't think. And you're, and you're gonna tell me that uh, this old Glenn Beck fella doesn't have a doesn't have a point that this is the apocalypse now. Uh, he's got yeah. a point. It is the well apocalypse. every every day is the apocalypse, <laughs> but this is the most apocalypse of apocalypse because finally, I mean, this is like you know I'm not gonna say it's another 9-11 but it kind of is this is another this is the and you know about D. Ray Mackison right yeah you know who he is yeah do you know what he said about this shit no he, well before tell the people at home who earlier it was, is. it was reported of course as a white man on the run and during this time, D. Ray said that, oh, they're not going to call him a terrorist under the kind of, you know, that, what do you call it, uh, from the point of view that the media is going to whitewash any white guy who is a criminal, right, and humanize him. Hey. And, <laughs> and and that's that's not a false line argument, but it turned out that things were not as he thought, right? You know, right now, Teradax is hacking a bunch of Twitter accounts, and he's following me with them. Like who? Uh, I, I just got one from a follow from Hacked by Teradax, who was actually not spooky at all. He has a couple hundred followers. People do that, though. They know that you don't know. They really just pretend to be hacked by each other. Says everyone Teradax. Oh, here's another one. Hi, Teradax. Teradax has no chill. But a bunch of these say hacked by Teradax. No, these are people who are just hanging out with him. Oh, he said, hey, tell everybody. He's trolling right now. He's trolling everybody else. I don't like him. Why not? He's, um... He's a paid it, troll. He was paid to troll before. No, it's like he's like um, Weave before he's crossed the Rubicon, you know, but he's marching his troops towards it. <laughs> still all his glory and the fanfare behind him. And he said, yeah, it, there's still some, some kind of irony to the racism and, and provo- provocation or something, but 
I don't see where it would be funny to me anymore. Well, I haven't seen any racism out of it, so maybe I missed that. But, well, uh, Jesus Christ, man. Have you ever looked at his goddamn account? No. Nah. You never read him? Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I had. I didn't know it. He well, seems like a pretty good old boy, though. Yeah, that's, that's a racist. Take a drink. <laughs> the audience Go drinks when we say good old boy. The audience takes a drink. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. That's a game that they play. I hope they hang up and <laughs> they, take enough drinks and die. Well, they uh, during the Ann Sturzinger interview, they took a drink every time it was boring, which is why if you look at the analytics, every you know everybody's passed out by the end of it. Well, I hope they hang up. You know, we only do thirty-minute shows. I can't believe that people would complain this this is boring when um, you know the norm is like two hours, two and a half hour shows where people are just. You know, going on and on and on. They're just they're just sitting around playing with their asshole. We're having a roundtable discussion tonight. And then it always there'll be some dead air, and then somebody mentions what they're cooking or something, and then you know that you're listening to a shit show. That was uh, I I won't say you know I won't name names of shitty shows or anything, but um. Hey, you remember Ghost? Ghost, uh, True Capitalist Radio? Yeah. Whatever what happened to that? Yeah, whatever happened to that guy? I think it was really would, funny. He would do a lot of the, uh, there was a lot of troll content in there. Yeah. An interaction with Fortune. He was a neoliberal troll guy. Like trolling in a way that only somebody that really understood economics could do. I don't know. Okay, let's get me a rhythm! Uh, speaking of capitalism, that's the Walmart chant. Let's get me some Taylorism. You want to- okay, let's get me a rhythm. So here's how he builds up. Just This is what people had. They thought that this would help people work at Walmart better. Was if everybody stood in a circle and did some kind of weird ritual-like cult fucking... Uh, it, uh, they're just like conjuring up this energy out of their out of the bowels of their souls. Yeah, like a a Pentecostal preacher whipping you up. So this guy's gonna go. He's gonna like demand. He's demanding this rhythm, and then we're gonna hear a really painful Walmart chant. I wonder if there are any times they do speaking in tongues. You know, where they collapse on the floor and they're just bucking. The, the manager comes over to you, taps you on the forehead, and you convulse in pleasure. You know. <laughs> And sexual bliss. Like like uh, girls' crotches are visibly wet. Yeah. They throw a blanket over it. And all they're going to do they is... see it because they're ready for that. <laughs> like uh, like so a police officer with those purple gloves comes and they've got that static mat to throw over you. And, and they're tasering you under that blanket. Remember that guy who got tased and was like, Totally unaffected, and and um, he was having a, a domestic with his wife in the streets, and was chasing her around and stuff when they pulled up. But then then they uh, tased him, and he didn't even put him to the ground. He just pointed at his wife and said, "I'll get you, bitch." I'll get and, you, bitch. Yeah, that was amazing. How, and then there was that other guy who got tased, 
And it was like it gave him the energy to spring free from the cops. And he was all oh, yeah. I love that video. He was all yelling Yahweh, up on Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. And and he got loose. It was like when they tasered him, it just recharged his batteries, and he jumped up like a fucking like a superhero and darted away. Like he was answering the bat call or something. Like it was so important that not even an arrest. No, you blink yeah. your eyes and he was outside of the uh, you know gas station. You couldn't even see him. He was off in the dark. He had already outrun the light. Yeah, it was incredible. That's one of my favorite new videos. You got to really sort of. You remember that video of, of the skeleton dancing, and the rednecks are like dumbfounded by it. No. It's a little. Uh, oh, toy the, the, they thought it was, you know, had a demon possessed. Yeah, what I do saw. you want? Get out of this house! <laughs> and it went on for fifteen minutes. And they really were pestered. They talking to it like it was a a human being was inside it that was kind of some kind of must have been some evil I bet those people had force. been eating Percocets all day and then they thought you know what let's get a six pack of beer and on the way home hit that yard sale and the old gypsy woman gave them the skeleton thing because that's the way they acted to me anyway let's okay let's give me a rhythm Everybody finally starts to sing together. They sound just so dead. We are, we are. Like, because the guy in the middle is doing it, they all feel like, well, at least I owe it to this guy who is a human being to moan along with him. It's totally tone. There's just no no musical tone at all to it. It's, com- it's every bit as damp as you would expect a Walmart choir to sound. Any- well, how about that? How about that? Uh, we were just talking about the, uh, the video, the other video. Well, I want to finish talking about this Walmart channel. Uh, uh, we'll go ahead. Let's, because you listen to the lyrics, right? And he says, "You're going to be a cashier someday. You, uh, you with the, you got a smile on your face. You love this place. Pushing those pallets all over the place. He's." And in the video, he's doing his arms like he's dancing, but like he's also pushing pallets around, you know, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. old fucking dance. Obviously, that I, no one's really uh, ever done that for it. Yeah, too hard. You're not like <laughs> convulsing or laughing to death, you know. You ever seen those people get worked up with the laughing uh, type of 
uh, attack they oh, do on your brain? It's um, they do that in Pentecostalism. They everybody laughs. Ha ha ha! We were so. Remember that guy I told you about? That guy I worked with. He said we were so drunk last night. We were so drunk, and I thought, man, I don't know about this guy. Uh, I know he doesn't drink, so I just let him talk. And he goes, man, we were so drunk. We were so drunk on Daddy's love. Yeah. On God's love. And we were laughing. We were laughing so hard. We were drunk on laughter. You remember I told you about that? Yeah. Apparently, he had convinced another coworker to go down into that meeting. She was just a regular church lady. She wasn't one of these Pentecostal freaks, right? So she went down to the basement. She said, right away, I could tell something wasn't right when all the lights were off in the basement, but I could feel people, you know? And then she realized that the basement was full of bodies on the floor, just writhing around, giggling and in hysterics, all up to daddy's love. And that's their God is called daddy. I mean, that's, they may have a technical name, but he's referred to constantly as daddy. Daddy God. Yeah. Daddy, Daddy looks out. Dad, Daddy, just Daddy looking out for us. Daddy. Daddy was looking out for me the other day. God bless. Daddy was looking out for me. That's and she said that's blasphemy. And then she reported him to Human Resources because it creeped her out so much that even though it happened outside of work, she went into Human Resources and said, "Dude, this guy like tricked me into going to some weird shit in a basement." It was at, and the guy that ran that thing, I met him, and I said, oh, so uh, you have any kids? He said, oh, yes, I have many children, referring to his congregation. So he's the daddy, too, you know? Right. He's, he is daddy to them. But, but he promotes that daddy language, too, because it's all coming from him anyway. Daddy this and that, you know? Daddy's looking out for me. So to say that he has many children, he's, like, trying to be daddy, too, right? Yeah, but what does this have to do with that possessed skeleton toy? But <laughs> <laughs> those people believe some weird shit, I guess. I don't think those are Pentecostal people looking at the skeleton. They could be, though. I think that they... But they'll believe they anything. They show strong signs of being along the line, the same kind of psychology, maybe. What religion is that? That a demon possesses a little toy? They made that shit up themselves and then believed in it immediately. And I mean, obviously, someone could go into that computer chip and be like, "Yeah, there was some kind of memory here where where it can say this thing," and other ones are just like it. Someone can prove that it's not, you know. And and the thing it kept saying, ah, 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 <laughs> and they thought it was four or five different words by the end of the thing. They were oh, like, yeah, yeah, it kept changing what they believed it was. Yeah. Like to fit suit their own, you know, heightening uh, freak out, which was even better because all of a sudden the thing went into <laughs> just hyperdrive and started chattering off the table, right? Yes. He was jiggling his little ass at him because that motor had worked him up into such a frenzy that the whole statuette had rotated. He was shaking his ass at him. It's unbelievable. They believed in their own bullshit. Like as soon as they came up with it, they thought, "Oh yeah, of course that must be it." First thing they thought of. I always knew that I would encounter a <laughs> skeleton toy from an old gypsy one, one of these days. But then, and today's the day. So they addressed it just like that. Like it was really 
Like they've been waiting for that. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> the show is stupid. Well, you know, only only stupid show for stupid listeners, right? <laughs> let's get my rhythm. Okay, let's get me a rhythm. I love, I like that part. You said you're gonna put that in a new intro for the show. Yeah, yeah, along with uh, Neil Young singing Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, that's good. What about that Snoop Dogg intro? Oh, yeah, that I think that's going to lead it in. Lead into the actual speaking, like the way we got the thing now? Uh, it could. I mean, it could. I thought it would be like right at the start. Whatever. Put it in there. That's all I want. Yeah. But then we've got like three weird different kind of genre. Well, I guess that's how the, the current audio thing is. It's a very eclectic mashup. It doesn't even make sense unless you uh, follow us for years and years. Right, you'd have to... And that just came out of nowhere. You'd have to know, like, from fucking 2012 who some of the characters are in that bullshit mishmash. There's the mouth rapist John Teeson of John Teeson Radio. We've got uh, Don't Bitch Kick Him, Jamie Joe Corn formerly of PressStorm.com. And then, who else is in it? Bear Brown. Oh, yeah, you're not anonymous, sweetheart. That's a really obscure reference. Or yeah, is but that's for me. That's a really that's his important thing about him. Yeah. yeah, he was the spokesman, and the, he decided who is in and who isn't in anonymous. In private phone calls, right? That he made to you because he was so angry. Well, he called me thinking I was you and was going off on me. And then I was like, hey, man, I didn't even write that. What's your problem? And he's like, oh, well. And I gave him your Skype or something, or your number. Yeah, I remember and that. Then, and then he called you. And he asked why I prank called him. Right. And I said, dude, you told Kilgore for me to call you. Yeah. Why did he prank call me? Right? I told him I was recording it. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I record all my phone calls, too. And, you, and he's in the moving car. He's in prison for years. He's in the mobile diesel therapy unit. That's right. What is that again? Well, it's kind of this hellish alternate reality tunnel to um, the Australia of Mad Max in in the latest Mad Max movie. And basically they just kind of pour diesel on him all day. Till his skin melts off. Good lord, that's nothing at all like he said it was. Hey, I think way worse. Did you send me a link to his latest story? No, that was Chandler who sent me a link. Yeah, did you read it? No, I didn't have a chance. I've been pretty busy. It's uh, no boring. Um, Chandler said it was his best piece yet. He called um, it. A, he said it was a barn burner. Guys, really running that into the ground. So. We've been running that into the ground now since 2013. It's a real barn burner of an idiom. And there's the new one now is knee knocker. Is that the new one? Something makes you nervous. What about crumming? Crumming, crumming, and and gumming. 
Messing and a gammon. Messing and a gammon. That's like when you're just opening a bunch of cans and of drinks and stuff, <laughs> opening food that you don't eat, and you just leave it all sitting around. Yeah, tell the tell the listeners that we hate about what's his name, Joby. Uh, Joby. Well, we, look, we can't say that we hate that about him because he might someday hear this radio show. But anyway, there's this. It's it's become an expression and it's built around Jovi. It's this practice of just opening food and drinks and stuff. Just take a little sip of Coke, ah, that's good. And then take a little sip of Powerade. You're cracking seals left and right. You're just trying everything and then you leave it around, and somebody has to foot the bill for all that shit. And you're the one messing <laughs> gaming them up. Yeah, you're just a messing and a gaming. And if you're crumming, that's somebody that is on uh, that like is hooked on crystal meth or uh yeah meth and then they're on their hands and knees looking for little crumbs of the rock crumbing. yeah crack rock too do you think jamie joe's crumbing nowadays oh my god how many times do you think that woman has been on her hands and knees alone in the dark crumbing <laughs> god i hope not too much i don't really don't i hope you know people that are crumbing we should feel bad for and give them 20 bucks yeah. and say, you go spend that on your whatever it is. No problem in the night, Jamie. You know, people get all saintly when, when they when they see someone on the streets who's obviously on drugs and they ask for money, they, they, they think it's doing them good to not give them money. It'll help them. Yeah. It'll, it'll if I gave them money, they just hurt themselves. The thing is, is it doesn't matter. You either give them fucking money or you don't. It doesn't make a difference. You're not changing anything. You know, you might make the day easier on them. That's about it. And that's, a, that's you know, for the people who are out there and afflicted with, you know, horrible addictions and you know, street nice life. Yeah, I mean, you're never doing them a nice thing by denying them some kind of comfort. Uh, what I've done is I realized that I buy too much food and I just, I'm a glutton. So I would give the guy my taquito or whatever, my extra one that the Arab guy would always talk me into buying. Yeah. I just give it to him anyway. Look, this is all the time we have for today. We, we covered so much ground though. And we really we talked about like at least five YouTube videos, even played one. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that was 64 seconds of video. The, the listeners got to hear and imagine with their eyes how fucking sad that looked. <laughs>